You're listening to my white belt, the best jujitsu podcast in the world. Enjoy. I'm Jim Trick, and you are tuning into my white belt. This is our jujitsu podcast. It's yours. It's mine. It's ours. If you're interested in jiu-jitsu, if you're training jiu-jitsu, if you used to train jiu-jitsu, if you can pronounce the word jiu-jitsu, you are welcome here. If you can pronounce the word jiu-jitsu, you're still welcome here. Thrilled to be back with you for another for another exciting episode of the My White Belt Show. And... I don't know. I have some weeks where I tune in and I'm like, I haven't been feeling so good. Things have been going this way or that way. And yeah, I had a great week, great couple of weeks right now. Feeling good. Training is going well. And I want to talk about the fact that I got a stripe the other night. I know. I'm as surprised as anybody is. <laughs> Just kidding. I uh, I got a stripe on my purple belt the other night. And... It's so I have some things that I want to that I want to say about that experience and I'll begin with the truth that I like getting stripes. I like getting stripes. I like getting promotions. Um maybe you also like getting stripes and promotions. Or maybe you're the person who likes to write in comments I don't care about the belt or the stripes. I just do it for the love of the art. Okay, well, you, you, my good sir or madam, are very noble. You are very noble. You are operating from a place of of surgical, of surgical sweet level cleanliness in all of your dealings because you don't care about stripes and belts. I like getting a stripe. I do. I like getting a promotion. Now, with that being said, and the reason that I'm saying that is because I don't want the other things that I'm going to say to make you sound like I'm I'm shaming you if you are a little too stripe happy or promotion hungry. So, I like getting stripes. Now, with that being said, with that truth being declared, Here are a couple things that feel important. First one I'll say is that after Blue Belt, promotions feel different. Promotions feel different when you get into Purple Belt. I am, I would say, I would say that I definitely have a big part of me that is excited and happy to get a stripe or to get a promotion. And I have a bigger part of me that's like, oh, a little bit woe is me. Because it, it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. I love jujitsu. And I trust my coach. So, you know, there's always, I think, a lot of people, even like Ricardo Almeida, when he was on the, when he was on the show, talked about imposter syndrome. Even at his level, feeling like he has some imposter syndrome. And so... I definitely have a voice inside my head that says, dude, you got to catch up to this. You've got to catch up to this. You've got to do whatever you have to do to catch up to this. And there's a part of me that like is 
you know, feels a little embarrassed and, um, yeah. And it's just feel, cause it feels like when you get, when you get a little bit further along, you know, I'm probably a couple of years away from, from a brown belt and I really want to have, I want to be doing the best that I want to know in the deepest part of my being that I am doing the best that I can possibly do to become the best jujitsu training partner and player that I can possibly become. So I got a stripe. And that's some of the inner workings of what I'm thinking about. But I want to go a step further with it. And this is for you listening. And maybe you're a white belt, right? Maybe you're maybe you're just like in your first six months and you've gotten your first stripe. Or worse, you've gotten your second stripe. And, and you'll understand what I mean by worse in a minute. I've said this before. I've told this, I've told this following story before, and that is to say, when I was a four-stripe blue belt getting ready for purple belt, my my coach generously gave me a list. I mean, maybe the better part of a year gave me a list of the things that he would like to see. He's like, well, you mean, you know, you really need to have an omoplata. And or and we don't do like a curriculum at our school. But our coach sort of looks at us as individuals and says, okay, here's what I'd like to see from you. And there was, you know, a half dozen or more things on that list. So I worked really hard on those things. I worked really hard to get my purple belt. And then, and then as soon as that purple belt got tied around my waist, I could instantly see myself beginning to slack. I could see myself beginning to slack. Not eating is great, not resting as much, not stretching as much, not hydrating as much, not training as much. When I was at training, not really giving it my all, just kind of resting on my laurels a little bit because I had been working so hard. Was I belt chasing? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I might have been belt chasing a little bit. I can honestly say, though, at the time, it didn't feel like I was belt chasing, but then I got my you know, then I got it and I just kind of like, I don't know. I I just took my foot off the gas a little bit. So here's what I am aware of now. I'm aware of a tendency to, after getting promoted, taking my foot off the gas. And so my tactic around this promotion was to say, I got a stripe. And I'm just going to forget about it as soon as I possibly can and just shift it from being something that causes me to to rest on my laurels and get soft. And instead, I'm going to use this promotion to double down on my diet, my training, my work my focus so that I can look at that stripe. And I'm now training myself to say getting promoted doesn't mean you lighten up. Getting promoted means your professor says you earned this thing. Now honor him, the academy, the rank, the art, honor the whole thing by digging in. 
I didn't, I, listen, I trained six days last week. I did like 12 or 13 hours of jujitsu last week, probably going to do similar this week. And this morning I wanted to take a day off and I just, and normally, normally I would have just taken the day off and said, yeah, I'm just fried and my body needs a break. But I got promoted this week and I'm not taking a day off because I'm saying to myself and I'm saying to my academy and I'm saying to my professor that I am not somebody who lightens up, who takes his foot off the gas, who takes his foot off the gas and begins to soften up. I'm not here. Listen, I appreciate the promotion, but I'm not here for the promotion. And that's what I'm getting at. I don't want I don't want the promotion. I don't want the promise or the hope of a promotion to make me work extra hard. And I don't want the receiving of a promotion to make me back off. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. And I hope that wherever you are in your journey, that you're grateful for a promotion, but that you're not, that you're not trying to chase it. If you're brand new to this podcast or to jujitsu, just know this. We do not talk about promotions with our coaches, and we almost don't even really talk about them with our training partners. You just trust your coach, trust your professor, trust your training, know that they're watching, and know that you're going to get whatever you're supposed to get whenever you're supposed to get it, and not a moment before and and that's the and that's what's real and that's what's real it's very very bad etiquette to go to a coach and to say hey when am i going to get a stripe or what do i have to do to get this stripe listen the question that you can ask is hey uh is there anything specific that you'd like to see from me is there any do I, what are my blind spots what am i missing and i, I just want to get you know i want to get great and and that's a different conversation cuz that's about that's 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 offering a question that is about you honoring honoring jiu-jitsu and trying to get better at it. Whereas, hey, what do I have to do to get a stripe? We just don't ask that question. Just don't ask that question. And I am I hope that you are able to be be truly honest with yourself and say, you know, it, listen, if you like stripes, but you're trying to pretend like you don't, just say you like them and just be honest. And and whatever whatever you are experiencing around getting a promotion, it's it's our job to train really hard and to train really smart and to be good training partners and ultimately just to trust that you're going to get what you're supposed to get when you are supposed to get it. My White Belt is brought to you in part by My White Belt. Go to mywhitebelt.com and sign up for My White Belt Wednesday. It is our free weekly newsletter where I send links to uh, technique videos that I think are going to be really helpful for you. I write a little bit about mindset things around jujitsu, and I offer a quote that I am befuddled by or inspired by. It's just a little bit of a deeper, it's a little bit of a deeper dose of what we're offering here on My White Belt. So go to mywhitebelt.com, sign up for My White Belt Wednesdays, pick up a t-shirt. If you buy something from Origin at originmain.com or Jocko Fuel, make sure you use the discount code Trick 10 to save money and to support my white belt. I deeply and dearly appreciate it. Now let's go to the My White Belt Hotline. (laughs) 
My name is Alan. I'm a fourth graduate fellow. I've been training since last August, and I have an interesting situation. Um, we have a guy brand new to the class. He is 50 years old, so he's got 10 years on me. And we decided to start chatting before class. I introduced myself. We got along great. It was fine. And we decided to start being drilling partners for the day. So in class, while we're drilling after this technique was shown, he had so many minor criticisms of how I'm doing the technique and telling me exactly how to fix those while in class. And not only that, but every time I would get the technique, he would make it a point to, again, let me know his experience. And then he would find so many different pressure points, because I guess that's what you do in karate, to tell me why the technique would be flawed the way I was doing it and why it wouldn't work. And he would just light me up like a Christmas tree over and over and over again using his experience. And then we rolled after class while everybody was rolling, and he did the same thing. How do you deal with somebody like this? This is a new experience for me. Your thoughts? Alan, my brother, I am frustrated for you. I can literally, I can literally feel it. <laughs> like heat rippling off a summer road. The new guy know it all. The new guy know it all. The guy who has done some karate, maybe he's done some of this and he's done some of that, but he's new to jujitsu. And if that guy, if that guy could get a 30,000 foot view of his behavior and know how wrong he is getting it from an etiquette standpoint, from, from, from a world of perspectives, how wrong he's getting it, but from just the, the point of, of etiquette, for somebody, for, for anybody who truly claims to be a martial artist, to walk into an academy as a new person and to not know how to behave tells me that that person is either checked out and clueless, like ignorant in the true sense of the word, or is so insecure, is so insecure that they can't even help themselves. They can't help themselves. They don't, he doesn't, they don't know what they don't know. Particularly, they don't know what it's like to have trained for a year, like you have, to have gotten four stripes on your white belt, like you have. You're on the brink of blue belt because of the time you've put in. And a year into training, you know that that's not how we behave on the mat. And we'll go a step further. If you were a four-stripe white belt and that guy was a purple belt and he was doing these long, detailed criticisms of you while drilling or while doing or while, you know, while rolling, like 
If he was a purple belt, he would still be out of line. Because listen, it's up to the coach to coach. It's up to the professor to teach. It is it, it is not it is unless your unless your coach has said to somebody, "Hey, go over and help them with this thing." Listen, it's fi- it's fine if you, listen, I when I train with people, I give pointers and 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 listen, if I ever lay it on too thick, I would just want to apologize. I never want to offer more insight than a person wants. And I'll often say to my training partner, hey, if you just want me to shut up, I will happily shut up. And they'll usually go, no, tell me what you're thinking, you know. Um, but, I, but I don't want to be like if Ashi, like today Ashi is teaching legs, uh, Ashi, the Ashi kid, Matt Dolan, the Ashi kid, drink. He's teaching class today. He's teaching the leg locking class. It's no gi, leg locks. He's very, very good. He's devoted a lot of time and energy to getting good. He's a great teacher. And he knows what's going on in the room. And so I might look over. And if I see that, the, the, you know, that somebody in the room, that they're struggling or whatever, I don't go over to them. It's not my class. I'm not teaching. I'm not the coach for that class. So this guy, um, so number one is that this guy is out of line and he probably is insecure or just doesn't know. So, and remember this, my brother, everything, everything is jujitsu. Everything is jujitsu. So you have the right and the responsibility to look at this man and say, Hey, friend, whether you're right or whether you're wrong about the technique is irrelevant to the point that I'm going to make. In jujitsu, it's bad etiquette for training partners to coach each other. In Brazilian jujitsu, it is bad etiquette for training partners to coach each other. It really isn't done unless. Unless the professor has asked you to correct me on these things, then I'm just going to ask you to leave the teaching to the coach. And if at some point in time the coach says that he wants you coaching me on this, I will listen to everything that you have to say. But this is a guy who clearly doesn't doesn't know. And uh, the hope is that Listen, one of two things is going to happen. Either this guy is going to be crazy, he's going to be very insecure, and he's going to wind up being very frustrated, and he's going to come and he's going to go, that's not how we ever did it in karate. I don't think this is for me. I'm just going to not do this anymore because you guys are crazy. Um, That's the voice of this guy in my mind. And, you know, I've talked about this guy quite a bit lately on the podcast. We've got, you know, we've got Darren Crowley, who is part of our academy. He's a second degree black belt in another martial art. And he taught and he, and he ran, he, he helped run an academy. And he's, you know, he, he, his life, he is a true martial artist, right? The way he lives his life, the way he carries himself on the mat, and the way he's been training with us, I think, for a little over a year now. And this guy, I've talked about him. He is 
big and strong and tactical and a lifelong martial artist, but he's a four-stripe white belt. He's a really good four-stripe white belt, but he's nothing but humble. He is nothing but humble. And he's also somebody who now, if I have a new person come in, I can go, hey, Darren, show this person how to break fall. Hey, Darren, show this person. Because I know that he has taught martial arts before, but I also know that the things that I'm asking him to, to teach are things that he really understands. So, you know, like this is, and when, I've got to tell you, when, when he came in and I found out that, you know, okay, okay, so we have a guy who's a black belt in karate coming in. What's this guy going to be like? And I had a little worry, like, is this guy going to be like what you're describing? So, uh, so I think that, I think that this is an opportunity for you to, to rightfully look at this brand new person and say, Hey man, right or wrong, right or wrong. Uh, it's bad etiquette. And I don't know how they did it. I don't know. I don't know how it was handled wherever, whatever tradition you come from, but in jujitsu, it's really bad etiquette for a training partner. Unless the coach has, has, has said, you know, um, and, and that's it. And that's it. And it's like, and, and you can say, Hey man, listen, I, I know that, you know, I know that you have opinions and I know there's a certain, you know, this, this actually isn't about whether or not you're right or wrong with the technique. This is about how you're carrying yourself in this academy. And, um, and then I would, might even look at him and go, but you know, if you, but if you don't believe me, I would go and I would ask, uh, you know, you and I, you, you should go ask, go ask coach, go ask our coach and say, Hey, or just be like, you know, Hey coach, do you want this new guy teaching me? Like he's, and the other thing is pressure points. Yeah, no. And I, like, I think, I think I know what you mean by pressure points, right? Like, no. And that's kind of like the whole, like, can I, can I dig my elbows into my training partner's knee when I'm in their clothes? Yeah, I can do that. I guess it's technically, I don't, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play a game where I'm like digging my elbow into somebody's thigh. It doesn't, it's fine. People want to play that, play it, I guess. But nothing about that to me feels wise or beautiful. And it's definitely not why I'm training. I really appreciate the call before you, before you go tattle. And listen, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some times where you have to go to a coach you have to go to your professor and you have to say, I think that this person is behaving dangerously. And you're doing it not to be a tattletale, but you're doing it for the sake of the gym and that everybody at your academy can have a safe, pos- positive, enjoyable training experience. Jiu-jitsu is hard enough without having dangerous rollers. But this guy just sounds like, he just sounds like he's behaving a fool, like a fool. And like he just doesn't know any better can you please private message me because i would love to know how this turns out but i would begin with i would be again with you addressing it you addressing it and just saying hey man we don't do that here we don't do that here but you know what we do do here we do continue to listen to 
people who call in to the My White Belt hotline. Hey, if you want to submit a question for the My White Belt podcast, go to mywhitebelt.com, click podcast, and there's a thing there, a little button that you can push. I think it really works best off of your phone or a tablet device. You just hit record. It's just like leaving a voice message. And then you you send it to me, and that's how it works. So go to mywhitebelt.com, click podcasts, record a question if you have a question for the My White Belt hotline. I love getting to sift through all the different calls that come in and people from all over the world with all different questions. Speaking of questions, let's listen to another one now. Hi, Jim. Uh, thanks so much for the podcast. Really been enjoying it. Um, appreciate the opportunity to submit a question. I think um, for me as a brand new white belt, um, what weighs on my mind a lot is um, just being a person who is notoriously uncoordinated, um, not necessarily, you know, a strategic thinker. I, I'd consider myself definitely more emotionally intelligent by and far than uh, intellectually intelligent, you know, that's just never really been my thing. So I'm really enjoying this and, you know, already know that I want to stick with it, but I can see this is always going to be my struggle. You know, we'll go watch, um, what moves we're going to work on and I'll watch, okay, that makes sense. And then I go back and like, my mind's completely blank. And I think it's a little more than just being the new person It's just how my mind works. (laughs) Um, and so I'm just curious, how, you know, I, I feel bad for my partners or my gosh, my this is going to be frustrating. You know, I know they'll give me grace for a while. I'm the new person, but at some point that's going to be frustrating for coaches, for someone to be so slow. So curious about the coach perspective, the partner perspective, and then, um, maybe how, you know, someone with a brain that kind of works the way that mine does, you know, tips on how to digest things and, and work on them better, um, to move forward. Thanks so much. What a great call. I have. I have so, I have so, like with, like with everything, I have so much to say about this call. And I begin with, and I just want to say like right out of the gate that you, some of you might call BS on what I'm about to say. And I'm a hundred percent okay with that. Unlike a lot of the world these days, I'm 100% fine with you disagreeing with me. We live in a world right now where it doesn't seem like it's okay for anybody to disagree on anything, but I'm cool if we disagree. So I want to begin with a theory that I don't have any proof for, but I believe it to be, I, I believe it to be wildly and dare I say, utterly true. And that is to say, we program ourselves with our words. We program ourselves with our words. Our thoughts, we program ourselves with our thoughts as well. And when you say, my mind works this way and doesn't work this way. Like I think you said, I'm not a strategic thinker. I'm not a strategic thinker. 
I wonder, and I this is in no way, shape, or form a criticism. You and I, like you are my jujitsu sister, and I have what what I'm what I'm going to say about this call, I want you to know that I am saying it to myself and have had to say it to myself over the course of my life, let alone jujitsu. Over the course of my life, I have had to be aware that I am in a that we that I program myself with my words. And uh and so so let me so let me offer that as sort of like a blanket. So if you if I say to myself, um I'm going to go a step further with it and say, not only do we program ourselves with our words, but the way, the manner in which we ask ourselves questions also programs us. So here's an example of that. I used to say to myself, why can't I lose weight? Why can't I lose weight? And when I ask myself that question, that way, my son, and I don't have any science to back this up, so don't look for data. I don't have a report to send you. When I ask myself, why can't I lose weight? My subconscious is going to answer that question. And my subconscious is going to answer that question from the trajectory that it was asked from. So if I say, why can't I lose weight? My subconscious is going to answer that question by telling me all the reasons that I can't lose weight. Because you're dumb, because you're lazy, because you eat too much, because your dad beat you, because you had a lot of rejection, because your childhood was painful, because food is good, because pizza is delicious, um, because you're tired, because you're up too late, because you this, that, and the other thing. These are all the reasons that you can't lose weight. And so then, if I switch the trajectory of the question and I begin to ask myself this question, how can I lose, and now we get specific, right? How can I lose 50 pounds and really enjoy the process? How could I lose 150 pounds and really enjoy the process? Well, then, likewise, my subconscious begins to answer that question from that trajectory. So for you, you might, uh, and, and listen, this is coming from, this is coming from a man who was 430 pounds. I used to talk, I, all through school, I talked my teacher, I mean, I'm sorry, I talked my pediatrician and my doctor into finding some wackadoodle way 
to get me medically excused from gym class. And I think that they did it just because they felt bad for me. They probably looked at Big Fat Gym Trick and knew that I was having a hard time socially in school and that they thought they were doing me a favor by caving into my plea and, and helping me get medically excused from gym class. All Most of middle school and all of high school, I never did a gym class. I had it in my head that I was not a particular type of person, that this was not for me. This swimming and running and jumping and playing games and playing volleyball and playing basketball and doing gym class, that that's not who I was. And I convinced myself of it, that I was a particular way. And I can tell you now, you know, I think some of you know that I do one-on-one life and executive coaching, and I love it. I have clients all over the world that I work with. I'm, I'm what's called a co-active coach. And so I work uh, I work. In, through a, a myriad of personal and professional topics. And the method that I use is called Coactive. You can look up the Coach Training Institute. But in, in so much of the coaching that I've gotten to be a part of over the last decade, I'm convinced that, that most people that are looking to make meaningful change in their life have what we would refer to as an imbalanced perspective, where they're seeing something only through one lens, and that there is a limiting belief that is holding them back from becoming who they deeply long to be. But that belief about one's self, the underlying belief that exists like in my if for you it might be that your mind only works one way for me it was that i will never be an athlete and i'll tell you friend i also have those same beliefs that you have about how my mind works and i've had those same worries about what my training partners are going to think and and listen here's what's real you are not going to be you're not going to be the same as anybody else in your academy and nobody else in your academy is going to be the same as you and everybody approaches their jiu-jitsu training from some level of insecurity right even the best of the best of the best cuz nobody gets through life without some kind of heartbreak some kind of heartache some kind of wound some kind of scar emotional or physically no one gets through life without some level of limiting beliefs and sometimes they manifest themselves as egomania when the truth is they're really just profound insecurity so all of this to say that I would love for you to play with this game. And anybody who's listening to this episode can do this. Pick a thing, pick a thing that you wish you were, right? So in your case, you might say to yourself, I'm not a strategic thinker. And add the word yet. Just add the word yet. I'm not a strategic thinker yet. And begin with that. Uh, for me, I might have said, because I would always say to myself, I would like literally laugh about the idea of me being a 
me being a uh, an athlete, right? Like the the notion that Jim Trick was ever going to consider himself to be athletic or an athlete was crazy. But maybe in my early days of training jujitsu, rather than saying I'm just not an athlete, maybe if I had started saying I'm not an athlete yet. See the difference between those two questions. You can do this in any part of your life. You could say, maybe you're struggling in your relationship with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend. And you might say, man, my relationship isn't great yet. Things aren't going, uh, you know, we don't have the kind of thing that we want to have yet. And now you begin to ask the question, and this might go completely against how you're feeling, because we all make up stories about stuff, right? We all make up stories. But listen, if we're making up stories, if we're making up stories anyhow, let's make up better stories, right? If we're making up stories, like nobody knows the future, and if we're making up stories anyhow, let's make up better stories, and let's ask the question, hey... How can, how can I transform myself from somebody who thinks one way and whose mind works one way? How can I transform myself to somebody whose mind works this way? And watch what happens. Because here's, here's what I believe will happen to you. And listen, you are, you're training jujitsu, you're new. You are going online and looking up jujitsu. You're listening to jujitsu podcasts and you've gone, you know, 20,000 people a month listen to this podcast and you are, and you are one of the fractional, the small percentage of people who actually went online and you called in your question, right? You're in, you're doing this, you're committed to jujitsu. So now, I believe that if you stick with this, if you do nothing differently, I believe that jujitsu is going to begin to transform your body and your mind. I'm not trying to make this sound religious. Jujitsu is not my religion. It is my passionate pursuit. But there is something that is profoundly transformational about being committed to this practice, at least for me. It humbles the proud and it gives confidence to the humble, right? This is, this activity is, it's human. It's, it's human. It connects humans. We work through profound difficulty together, physical difficulty from the previous caller. Sometimes it's relational difficulty and we begin to see the push pull in the interweaving of jujitsu transcending into so many other parts of our life off the mat. But I believe that, I believe that if we will begin to ask ourselves questions from a trajectory of what is possible, rather than from a place of impossible, I don't know how that can't be better. How can I lose weight and really enjoy the process? How can I how can I how can I take better care of my body? How can I and then you just fill in the blank. How can I what what are the steps that I can take to be all that I want to be 
with the time that I have been given on this planet. You know, or you can just keep going, well, I can't do it. I just can't do it. This is how I'm made. I, you know, I mean, yeah, I get, there's like all kinds of places that I could go with this. I could, I just, I literally just saved you all from me going down a, a really weird rabbit hole. But I want, um, I guess, I guess my, my, my hope for you, my longing for you is that, listen, I'm, listen, I'm not saying that you're not right. I'm not saying that you aren't wired a particular way, but there's a thing called neuroplasticity. And I believe that we can do the kind, beautiful, inspirational, incredible work of reprogramming, of reprogramming the way we think and the way we move. And then as we change the way we think and the way we move, maybe we change the way we eat and train, and watch, and read, and consume. Maybe we begin to change the way we listen and communicate. I just, uh, I don't know if you have watched, I'm going to wrap up with this. I don't know if you have watched the show on Hulu called The Bear, but this show is about a chef who winds up inheriting his brother's roast beef sandwich place in Chicago. And there's a character on this show uh, called Cousin. Spoiler alert, if you're going to watch The Bear, then uh, I'm going to say some stuff about what happens. And so I'm giving you the opportunity to just just tune out. Your opportunity is now. So, uh, you know, in a minute or two, I'm going to say train hard, train smart. I'm not saying it yet, but you can just skip ahead with what I'm about to say. But this guy goes from this guy, this character cousin in this in this show, the bear goes from being he drove me crazy. I couldn't stand him because he was a particular way. He was a particular way, and over the course of a few episodes of this show, he transforms, and he not only transforms. He not only transforms his outward behavior, but he transforms the way he sees himself. What are we? What are any of us? There was a point in your life where you did not know how to wipe your butt. There was a point in your life where you did not know how to walk. And you, hopefully you all know how to wipe your butt now, right? But you are, we are still kids. We are still kids learning how to do things. And you, my, my dear friend, my jujitsu sister, you might be on the brink of discovering an entirely different version of you that thinks and moves, and functions, and processes, and progresses in a way that you never, ever imagined was possible for you. And I know that that's possible because that's what I've done. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Do all the things. Write a review. I am uh, great calls this week. Really great. And... 
I'm going to wrap there. I'm just going to say, I'm Jim Trick. This is my white belt. Until next week, train hard and train smart.